Hello, subscribers and fans. Welcome uh, to American Nightmare Podcast Presents. Uh, this is Randall Sanborn Fields. I'm speaking to you from Shanghai, China. So this is going to be like a special episode um, because you know that uh, China is battling a very dangerous disease. And I'm here to give you the heads up. Like, I'm going to try to tell you everything I can, um, everything I can and I know uh, about the virus. So I have been in China since around 2003. You all know my story. Black Boy Lost. I'm going to give you part two. I'm not even sure. Maybe sometime this week if I have time. And uh, I, I am supposed to promise you an episode. I was supposed to give you an episode last Friday. But as you said, as I said, um, the changes with American Nightmare Podcast, some of them are going to be coming every two weeks uh, just because of my time constraints. So um, but in between those weeks, I'm going to be giving you like other news, maybe some news about China, about my life so that you're never stuck with no content you don't have to worry about waiting like two weeks for more content but the story wise um american night you know raft the golden ninja that's gonna be something like maybe like every two weeks um if i write something special every week because every time i do an episode that's like 10 pages so Right now, I got like 90 pages and you see how many chapters that I already have. So, uh, I got to write more. Like, I'm running out of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm running out of stuff. So, uh, definitely next Friday, this Friday, I'm going to be reading something. Because I've already set up a new place where I can record so that my things can sound better. It's a lot of, it's some circumstance because my room is not the greatest place to record things. But now I have another room where I'm recording stuff and hopefully it will come out. So this is the first time that I'm using this area. So I'm using my closet and I, I'm hoping that the sound comes out better, better than before. And uh, before I was in the other room, I had to move everything every time I want to make a recording i have to move all these things i gotta you know it's it's very cold in that room uh it just was very inconvenient but this one is much more convenient right next to my bed so uh hopefully i'll be doing more recordings definitely okay so today is a special episode because i want to talk to you about um the coronavirus um I live in Shanghai and this is taking place in a place called Wuhan and Wuhan is in uh, Hubei. Hubei is, a, uh, Hubei is the province. It's one of the provinces of China. Okay. So Hubei has about 40 million people in it. Wuhan, I'm not very sure how many people is. It got to be, it's more than 10 million people. But anyway, 
Hubei has about 40 to 50 million uh, people in this province. So there's a lot of concern that this virus is going to spread. So I'm going to tell you what I know. Now, first of all, I lived through SARS. I came here when SARS was like really going crazy over here. They were closing all. I was uh, in the north of, of, of China in a place called Shenyang. And at that time, SARS was raging rampant. And the internet wasn't very mature at that time. So how do you get the information that SARS was taking place? You got it from the newspaper. The internet wasn't really popping like that. So it was like the newspaper, the TV on the television, on the news. And China was blocking content from the West. So we didn't really know how serious it was because, uh, you know, they were closing down schools and they were spraying stuff down with the hallways down with vinegar and all this other stuff. Uh, but they, you know, they weren't very transparent. And, you know, after several years, you would know that we came to know that. Yes, China was not uh, very transparent in disclosing to the virus to the people and to the public. And that's why it spread. OK, and it had like, a, I think it was like a 10 percent mortality rate, which we didn't know at that time. You know, people were kind of scared. We, we were in China. They were closing the schools. They were doing all. But I wasn't really paying attention that much because it only lasted for, I think they closed the school down for like two weeks or something. Less than that. It was like a, a week and a half. So it wasn't as bad as what we're experiencing today. And again, um, dare I say that maybe China didn't learn its lesson, you know, uh, from 2003. So what happened was that this virus was contracted from bats and a wet market. So. This is what I think happened. Um, most people are getting false information that the virus was because people were eating bats. That's not the case. That's not true. Okay. Chinese people do eat bats, but that's not how it happened. That's not how the, the virus uh, transferred from a, uh, an animal to a person. Um, basically, what happened was, this is my hypothesis, I think, was that a bat droppings got fell somewhere and then a civet ate it. Like the civet is like a ferret. It looks like a little ferret, you know, like a marmot. They call it a marmot. And uh, the civet maybe ate it or something, right? got the disease then got killed maybe by a hunter or something you know those people who catch these wild animals and then it was being sold these animals were being sold in a wet market in Wuhan now this is a city in Hubei and if I don't you've never been to a wet market in China a wet market is like they sell all these uh, vegetable markets because the old the elderly usually go to the to these markets to buy fresh vegetables they don't like going to the grocery store to buy 
vegetables like you know like walmart or something they don't like going there they like going to the wet market because the wet market you'll get it like right then and there like the vegetables and all the meats and stuff you get it that day okay supposedly at least for vegetables you get it that day but actually it was, it was supposed to be a seafood market so but all wet markets um they work the same okay it's all about fresh food on that day now the problem with wet markets is that it's it's contradictory because first the old people that go there because they want something fresh it's like the fresh is the best is the most healthy right but then at the same time um this food is not hygienic it's very unhygienic because the people that are selling you these foods they don't wash their hands they a lot of them are not brushing their teeth not washing their hands that it's it's a very dirty place you know they got dirt under their fingernails a lot of my farmers they don't believe in certain kinds of uh like being hygienic the spitting everywhere this kind of thing right but they're selling you food like the other day i could give you an example um i have to put on all these masks i got a, i got the n95 mask i got um eye goggles that i put on i got a hat to cover my ears i got a hood to cover my head and ears so when i and i got gloves so when i go out i'm like i'm protected but yesterday i had gotten an order of masks you know these kind of surgical masks and i was giving them out to people that did not have any masks and so i went to the wet market and what you could see is like they're not learning their lesson from what's happening now it's like a lot of them just don't give a shit <laughs> um and so you i was giving the guy a mask and because he had this old raggedy mask that he had. He's like, please give me a mask. I need one. Because all the masks are like, uh, they even have a decree now because all the masks, there are no more masks. They can't make enough of them. So now the Shanghai government has said every person can only, every family can only have five masks. And you got to register. You got to do all of this stuff. And it's these little crappy, cheap masks that's not going to do much. But they're better than nothing right you're not getting 3m mask anymore now it's like 3m masks are like gold right now it's like it's more valuable than gold i'll tell you that i've i never thought i'd live to see that but um this guy had the old mask on and i gave him a new one and then what he did was he threw his dirty mask that he was breathing on on his vegetables and then he put on a new one. And before that, he was smoking and, you know, spitting, smoking over his food and vegetables. His fingers were dirty, you know. And you're like, yeah, this is the place where you will contract the disease because people are not paying attention. Um, they're not paying attention to, to hygiene, right? And there's no one to uh like there's laws in place but 
there's no one to, you know what I'm trying to say, to press the law, to make them follow the law. There's no one to enforce. That's what I'm saying. When to say, so there's no one to enforce the law to say, look, man, you can't be doing this kind of stuff. You know, you, you we got diseases all around. You got to be more careful, right? You don't got nobody like that. You have absolutely no one like that. And um, so you have a bunch of low, you know, lawless individuals acting in certain ways. And so when this disease was got in, excuse me, in Hubei and Wuhan, the government actually knew about it on December 1st. So now it is February 1st. So the government, actually the local government, okay, actually knew about this disease on December 1st. Now, they didn't tell anybody that this disease was getting out of control until I believe uh, it was like January, it was like January 17th or something like that. That's when everybody know, oh, there's some kind of disease going on in Wuhan. There's some outbreak. Nobody knew about it for about 52 days. Do you understand that? So the first iteration of the disease, um, they could detect it or something. Okay, so the first iteration of this disease, they were able to detect it uh, because it it will give you symptoms. Okay. Now, because they weren't fighting the disease and they weren't telling people, the the virus mutated. And this is what's so fascinating about like microbiology is that these things evolve very quickly. They evolve faster than we can uh, uh, find a cure, right? So within a month, it had mutated into another strain. And that, so you are combating me because you know that I'm showing you symptoms. But now I'm going to change and evolve and not show you any symptoms. So now you have a bunch of carriers who are not showing symptoms for 14 days. So this thing has an incubation, incubating. Okay, it's incubating. And, 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 and let's, what is incubation? What does that mean? So here is a definition of incubation. What is the meaning of incubation? The definition of incubation is the process of keeping something at the right temperature and under the right conditions so it can develop. Like when a mother bird sits on her eggs until they are ready to hatch. This is an example of incubation. Another one is the act of maintaining controlled environmental conditions for the purpose of favoring growth of development of micro uh, bio or tissue cultures or to maintain 
optimal conditions for a chemical or immunologic reaction. So this thing is sitting in people and it reminds me of like the movie Alien where you, you have the chest bursters, right? And first the face huggers, they put something down into you and it incubates. And it stays in your body until it's the right time to come out. <clears throat> so think about that. So before it didn't incubate, it just attacked you. And now it, it changed. It mutated. And now it doesn't attack you outright because then you're going to find it. Right? No, it waits. And then when it's the right time, it attacks, you know. And the problem now is the incubation period. So at that time, um, they still didn't tell people. And then um, when they told people, it was kind of already too late. So they told people around the, the, the between the 17th of, of January and the 24th so this is when the information was getting out there and during that time they were debating whether to lock down the city and the city of wuhan and the and the uh the province of hubei but during that time of course people were panicking in wuhan and five million escaped or they still went on their vacation because this is a total clusterfuck and when, when I'm talking about clusterfuck, I mean, it is the Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year. So you have over one billion travelers. It, this is going to be over a billion travelers, over a billion uh, uh, destinations that we're talking about here. So this is at the exact worst time. And it makes you think whether was this planned or was this some gross incompetency and here maybe the regular people will never know okay um so here's the lunar new year they're not gonna stop people from traveling so they still allow people to travel the official start date of china new year was i think the 25th or something I think it was the 25th or 26th was the initial starting of the Chinese New Year. They announced it somewhere near the 17th and the 20th, 24th. I'm not too terribly sure. But at this time, you have a whole bunch of people traveling. And then 5 million Wuhan people escape Wuhan and they travel around the world. And this is the reason why now. You have, uh, America has about five cases. I'm sure they got more. Okay. Um, and a lot of it is, what you're going to find is, many of them are from old people. And that's because old people don't follow directions, you know, here. You tell them to put on a mask. They don't want to put on a mask. They want to smoke cigarettes. They want to do all this kind of stuff. So the one in Chicago were a 60-year-old couple from Wuhan. Right. And so you have it in Australia, you have it in um, it's out now in over, I think it's over 30 countries. OK. And now it is on lockdown. So uh, Wuhan is on lockdown. 
basically the people there I can actually tell you the truth that there's nothing open there's no food places open like there's no grocery stores open uh, I'm being told there's no shop supermarkets open people are just living off of the food that they already had because there's no way you can go for food uh, there's no gas or petrol you can't really travel uh, you can't travel outside people can't travel inside uh, the city is basically on lockdown. Now, Wuhan used to be a bustling city. It's not some small little bumble fuck city. It's a very large city. Um, and it's, it's a very modern city. So you can say it's like the, one of the top, I would say the top 10 in the country. So when when you see something like this, it's like, whoa. They're locking a whole city down. And you're wondering why. Why are they locking a city down? Is it this serious? Isn't it just a flu? Because if you think about it, people have the flu. People die more of the flu than than this virus, I'm I'm suspecting, right? Or at least that's what they told us. And they're not locking cities down for the flu. So why are they locking cities down for this? And there lies the question. Why are they locking the city down? Because uh, it has the, the cases now, as I speak, the cases are more than 12,000. So there's more than 12,000 people with the coronavirus right now that have it. They're confirmed. And then there's 20,000 people that are suspected, which I'm doing an asterisk. I think there's more than that. I think there's more than 12,000 people infected. Now, this, the most important question is, is it worse than the flu? Is it worth shutting down a whole city? A whole province because now it's not even the city it's also the province shanghai is also shut down but not as much as wuhan because we have stores we got things where we could shop it's not as bad over here like it is over there um but nobody's in the street everybody's at home so which is a good thing because you don't want to be passing this thing on um but it's like it's like a dead stranding that that uh that video game that just came out for ps4 where like the world is dead and you're going on like visa runs it seems like it's like a visa runs food runs or something uh delivery runs delivering packages right to people in need and trying to get the country back put the country back together it's very similar to that it's very similar to that where you are um no one's no one's in the streets not a lot of people are in the streets they're all at home business has stopped so the schools are not going to come back like students are not coming back to the school until february 17th and that's a maybe that's a very strong maybe because parents are going to be 
there's there's two things Chinese people care about. Well, three things. That's saving face. That's money and their health. Okay. Well, okay, four things. And their children. Okay. Alright. So it's saving face, money, health, and their children. This virus is affecting health and their children. Okay. So it's also affecting their face, but what I'm trying to say it's also affecting their money. But what I'm trying to say is that they really, really uh, they put everything into their children. So do you think that they're going to be sending their children to school in 17 days? My theory is Half will, half won't. Or maybe most won't. Because they're afraid that somebody got the virus, you know. Um, my wife is a, a financial analyst, a, a financial a controller. And she says that if this goes on for more than one month, if it just, if it, Stop because everything has stopped. You understand, businesses have stopped. If this goes on for more than one month, the economy of China is going to suffer horribly. This is no joke. And if you think about something like that, the central government in China, they're blaming it all on just. Wuhan government. I like the Wuhan government, they in trouble. Like in trouble big time because they've made China lose face. China's lost lots of face in this catastrophe. Um but my wife is saying that if this cause she worked for a foreign company and you can't be out of business this long, you know. Um, but a lot of things are closing definitely like Louis Vuitton you, imagine McDonald's closed like 400 stores in uh, in Hubei McDonald's never closes for anything but they close for this uh, when McDonald's closes that tells you something Starbucks is closing Starbucks never closes but in Hubei, Starbucks has closed. This is going to have a ripple effect. Okay, because some people that left for the new year, there might not be any jobs when they come back. As You know, even for Shanghai. You got some companies that... Uh, like restaurants are you going to be open you have some places that cannot stay closed for certain periods of time or they can just go out of business um, you have the landlords given you know 
uh, granting free rent for one month because there's no business. So they're saying the real estate prices are going to go way down, which is good for me because uh, the real estate in China is the most, in Shanghai is one of the most expensive in the world. The apartment where I live here now, this costs two million American dollars to live in if you wanted to buy it, more than two million dollars. It's not worth two million, but because of the population density and because of where it's located, uh, it's two million dollars. Okay, and it's only like, uh, what is it? How many rooms we have? We have three rooms. Living room, dining room, bathroom, two bedrooms, and a study. Uh, I would say two two bathrooms. Yeah, we have two bathrooms, uh, and we have a terrace, kind of like we're on the like the um, ninth floor, and we have a balcony. Should I say not a terrace? But it's still not worth two million dollars. So. This is what's happening in China. So we, we actually, the people here, we don't know our future. You got a lot of foreigners here, a lot of Americans. Uh, America just came and got the Americans out of Wuhan. They're basically being treated like criminals over here. Um, a lot of people chose to stay because America, uh, I think they were charging people like $1,000 to get on a plane, which is ridiculous. It should be free, but um, most people decide to stay because they can't afford the ticket. Uh, I decided to stay because I lived through stars already. I know, I know the drill. One, second, if I got something, I don't, I don't want to get it by traveling. You know, you get up and you travel, then you get it. You're in a pro close proximity to people, then you get it. No, you stay at home. So I'm staying at home. I have two children. We're trying not to panic. We're loading up on food. Every day I go on food runs. I got this, this mask and all this other kind of stuff. So every other day, every day I go on food runs. You know, I try to get some canned goods or something like that just in case. Uh, noodles are being sold out, like rice noodles, of course, because they're cheap. And you can put them in water and... And you got a meal. So Chinese, uh, they bought up all the noodles. But it's not really panic period in Shanghai, to tell you the truth. Like, the government has responded very well. Now that it's already out, they responded very well. Like, this is a pandemic. Don't get me wrong. But the way the Chinese are handling it, it's very commendable. At least in Shanghai. I don't know. Not in Hubei. In Hubei and Wuhan, it's a disaster. Okay. Um, people are going to be dying left and right. He was from starvation. I've read stories about um, there was a kid with cerebral palsy. And his mother had the disease. She had the, the coronavirus. They took her in for quarantine. They took her in, but they didn't take her son. And I'm sure she was saying, look, my son is at home. I got to get my son. 
They did not bother to get her son. I'm sure she was like crazy. I need to get my son. He died. Okay. Not from the coronavirus, but from not being taken care of. Okay. You got old people dying at home. You got so many people there that are dying and they're not going to really say anything. Um, now, this is a rumor. I don't know if it's true, so don't, you know, take my word for it. But what I have been told, because I'm in, I'm on WeChat in China. We got this social media on a mobile phone. What I'm being told is that China is burning bodies. Before you could even, there's no autopsy or nothing. They're just burning them. And then you ask the question, why they burn them? Because they don't want to include those bodies in the statistics of how many people die. So once somebody died, they burn them real quick. There's no record that this person died. Well, this is just a rumor. I don't know. Uh, I cannot confirm if that is true but if it is true you can understand the severity of the situation um now in terms of american nightmare podcast presents i'm gonna still be working it's like we got a whole bunch of days off so but i got two kids so it's hard to write in this type of environment and uh i have an office where I usually go and write and go and be quiet. And I, there's also like a library that I used to go to that I, that's going to be, you know, it's quiet and all that stuff. I don't even know if that library is open um, because my wife won't let me leave the house. So it's hard for me to write. And, you know, when you have a habit of writing at a certain place, this is what I'm going through right now, like, I write in a certain area and it's hard for me to get there because my wife won't let me go. Um, but rest assured, I'm going to have the next chapters ready uh, on Friday. So rest assured that there will not be uh, a problem. Thank you for some people who have been given comments there's some uh there were some comments that i saw saying i'm doing oh, you're doing good work you got a gift there was a, a woman thank you very much uh she said you got a gift keep on telling your story i really appreciated that okay i don't got her name right there with me but uh you know who you are you know who you are uh, and thank you for that comment um, and in a few days, I might just uh, continue my story with my life in China when I first came here. I think it would be very interesting. And then maybe produce the, uh, the next episode on Friday or Saturday. And do that. I might do the China thing. I'm, you know. Yeah, I might do it. Why not? You know. So I'm gonna do that, and also I got some good news. Uh, 
I got contacted by a uh, um, what do you call it? A sponsor. So I, there's people that want to sponsor my American Nightmare Podcast Presents, and so in the future, I don't know if it's going to be the near future, but maybe in a month or two. Yeah, so I've gotten about... Oh, here's another one. I'm looking at, at my email. Uh, yeah, so I have people that are interested in, in sponsoring my um, podcast. So... In the near future, you might hear me talking about some products in between or in the middle of the podcast. I don't know how it works, but you know how it goes, right? So I've been seeking sponsorships. I'm still seeking sponsorships. So if there's some sponsorships out there that want me to to advertise for them, I can do that. Right now, I'm sitting on 2,400 subscribers. So I'm pretty happy about that. A month ago, I had... Uh, less than a thousand <laughs> a month ago i had less than a thousand now i have 2400 so it's been great and and podbean has been excellent in this in this ordeal so i hope you can bear with me um i'm dealing with this coronavirus i'm a little frightened my family's here like but you know it's no time to go crazy we're just trying to to to, to get through it but it's, it's going to impact a lot of things in China. Like uh, on Sunday, no one from China, starting Sunday, no one from China is allowed to come to America uh, if they were in China during the 14-day incubation period. It's kind of weird or whatever. I don't know what that means. But it's kind of... But... Uh, yeah, so they're kind of banning China, Chinese from going there. Uh, I actually think that's a good idea. They should have did that earlier. You shouldn't have any Chinese coming to America, to tell you the truth, because not until China, like, takes care of this thing, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's scary. It's scary. I'll tough it out, though. So um, it was nice speaking with you guys. Please, guys, make a comment. Say something. I know there are people out there. Uh, review the podcast if you can. Uh, I really appreciate the messages that I'm getting on Podbean. I know some people want to say something, but they're not on Podbean. Just make a, a comment on whatever platform you're using i'll find it Castbox, spotify uh whatever i'll find it okay so uh thank you guys and god speed man they're trying to take down a flag man won't even let me speak sending trolls as we speak to my account trying to bully and harass me it ain't happening, man. I ain't afraid of nobody. It's crazy, man. What's going
going on in society today. Evil people are taking over, man. Flag, man. Yo, yo. Freedom fighting, diabetes, genetically modified dieting, fatty foods, Ebola, SARS, coronavirus, poison, they trying to spike me, just because flag wanna do the right thing, took the whole cake, now they want the icing, lock the city down, now they dying, lock a nigga up, they say he's spying, read between the lines, you I'm trying. Hit us with a virus, they want the whole population silent What kind of lapdog you think I am, stop lying I'm trapped on the island, no denying Situation dire, 90,000 Got the nerve to ask me why you counting Cases ballooning like a fountain Government announcements People staying in their houses Dudes in jail for speaking out shit About an illness In love with a country trying to kill him Seen as guilty What have we created? West re-education How they took a language erased it Displaced children Now we focus on tests Incubation with patients This is brilliant Barely contained it Five million patients escaped it This is dangerous Villains Harvard professor Turned trader for shillings Made a million In the age of a billion Trying to make a dollar without stealing Lord willing God Bless Wuhan, no more killing. All your bones broke, mom's high for coke, eyes blind from a poke. So if I spy from my left eye's a joke, one fourth insane, what's left in the brain? A functioning retard, malfunctioning key card, a star that's not brightly lit, a jar in which the top doesn't rightly fit, and sits in a jar from afar because inside contains unsightly shit. This is the flag, this is the past, this is his mommy whipping his ass. This is a fact, where is dad? All he has is his pencil and pad in which he stencils like manic crack, mad quills, has infinite mad skills. Never lacked will, never cracked still, stayed intact still, stayed on track still, but still because of black ill, still dreams of rap deals. His odds of that nil, does he sell crack grills? Never that chill, he's not of that ilk. So he sits back, backtracks, chills, builds, despite the ice grills. Never looked twice when they stole his bike wheels. What American Amendment rights bills? Black and whites killed, taxes sky high, middle class dies, corporate bank accounts overnight filled. Not red or blue or white pills, mixed Kool-Aid, we drink the night quill. They convinced us, we backed the right bill, labeled me a criminal, not outright still. But subliminal, I escaped from a state where being bright kills my light dim less to minimal. No longer stress on left or right fields, wings, pipe dreams. I get night chills where I fight shills, spinning out of control like prices right wheels. This flag ran fills. Yo, yo, I'm out here. Tell him I came back.